Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Hey guys, on today's episode, Noelle and I are going to tackle analysis paralysis. And I'm sure you've heard about this before. And hopefully today we're going to shed some new light and go uh, into a new door. Noelle. Good morning. Good morning. So for the, uh, I don't know, three people that haven't heard about this concept, what exactly (laughs) is analysis paralysis? You know, I thought I knew what it was and I had to look it up and I was like, oh yeah, I experience this all the time. So It's basically what happens when an individual or a group starts overanalyzing or overthinking something and it prevents forward movement or action uh, or decisions being made in a given case. Yes. This was the first three months of my most current relationship. What do you want (laughs) to do? What do you want to do? Just, well, no, it was me overanalyzing, overthinking, do I want to be in a relationship, all of that. And, uh, you know, that ambivalence um, coming through in the, uh, in the, in the moments. But uh, yeah, I I mean, I think so many can relate to this in so many areas of their lives. Oh, yeah. And that's interesting because our dear listeners, John and I were roommates during that period of time. So please tell me what you were going through. Let's get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it w- it was uh, it was when I was single and I didn't know if I wanted to get into a new relationship because I, I knew that if I did, that would you know be like a, a long, uh, hopefully you know the 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 last one. And so my um, overthinking, overanalyzing, um, just kept kept me in a loop and, and created a lot of anxiety. But you know, uh, some people just have this like when they're going out to lunch and they can't figure out what they want to eat. <laughs> you know, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I think what John shared it really highlights the internal nature of this. That to the outside observer, I mean, I was living with John during this period of time. I had no idea that you were going through that because what what appeared to me was this really wonderful um, opening of friends into your home and dinner parties and new mm. experiences. And it seemed very joyful to me. No, I kept it all inside. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Right. So this is an inside job. Analysis paralysis is an inside job. And what was most interesting to me when I started to take a look at it, and maybe John, we can use you as a case study for this. It's considered an anxiety response. Mm. So it's the uh, uh, is it, so is that a, is it a way to cope, or is it the is it the uh, the 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 ripple of anxiety this behavior? It's different for everyone. And one of the interventions that we can use as coaches or as individuals, when we find ourselves in that spin cycle of being unable to make a decision is to really work to get underneath those feelings and name them. Because for each of us, we're going to have a different template of worry, fear, or rumination based on whatever it is that's going on for us. Can this also be something where um, if you don't address it, it starts to dominate, um, it becomes a dominant force or a pattern in your life and it kind of becomes habitual where you just can't make choices, you're not making decisions? It can be. 
It can yeah. be. And it, it's kind of um, a band-aid or safety blanket in a lot of ways. Um, I've heard a lot of people over the years in my coaching career just kind of throw their hands in the air and say, oh, I can't make decisions. Well, yes, you can. Yes, you, yes, you can. You're actively avoiding decisions for a reason. This happens a lot with coaches trying to pick a niche mm-hmm. and they have a lot of anxiety. They don't know and they end up picking nothing. And that's okay too, yeah. because coaching in its um, purest form is, is simply call and response, inquiry and examination. And I think, you know, when I'm really looking at this and granted, everything is, um, is different for each of us, but we live in a society uh, and a world that especially now with the curated nature of social media and sound bites, there's a lot of pressure to define ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what can we do for ourselves when it comes to um, analysis paralysis if we struggle with this? Yeah. So getting underneath that warm safety blanket and taking a look at you know, what's going on, um, what's underneath the troublemaking choices. So if you're in a certain situation had, you know, for example, the one that you brought up, if you have previous long-term relationships not gone well, um, if you find yourself replaying a memory, you might have trouble trusting yourself to make a different choice going forward. And then, um, you know, judgment from others is a mm. huge hangup that yeah. a lot of people face. So thinking about what's coming up for you can help you move towards changing your relationship with choices. Yeah. And this reminds me of like, uh, um, and, you know, going back to relationships or dating, if you find someone that you may be interested in and suddenly you're hearing a lot of things in your ear from friends, from family, from different people and their opinions that can sway your decision suddenly you are now uh, confused and the ambivalence isn't really coming from your truth. It's coming from, you know, all the noise. Absolutely. And that comes back to this kind of idea of who am I and Mm -hmm. who am I through the eyes of all of the people around me that either real or perceived. And it's really common for anyone to worry that a given decision will affect your future or your relationships with other people. And it can be tough if that's the case. Yeah. And I got to remind you when you were living with me for that brief, uh, I call it summer camp, Noel and John (laughs) summer camp. Um, I was, this was before Vanessa, I was uh, uh, dating a few people. I even brought some um, people around, uh, I think a couple and um, you gave me your opinions, which I valued and your, your opinions kind of were different than my opinions and they impacted me. And I questioned my own because of, of your input. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that's a, that's a great example. So, you know, I was probably out of the norm, um, in close range to a lot of opinions that you'd been surrounded by your whole life. Mm, Yeah. All of a sudden you had a Noel in your house and that's, you know, that's, that's a weird experience for anyone. (laughs) Well, but I also valued your opinions. And so, um, they had a lot of weight, Mm -hmm. you know, 
Yeah. yeah. So let's normalize. This is um, this is common. Everybody has trouble making decisions or completing tasks from time to time. This is super common with teams when there is a project on the table or a decision that needs to be made that teams will get stuck in analysis and paralysis and just spin through the what ifs for way too long. Um, and I see clients stuck in this way. Mm -hmm. How have you seen clients stuck in this way? Man, I, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, not only clients, but just, uh, I mean, everyone around me, I think, uh, um, if it comes to, and it's usually it's big life stuff, right? Like a job, uh, I mean, let's bring it back to coaching. Um, people who are trying to make the transition, build a practice, and then suddenly having that um, anxiety, that fear, that doubt, and then not being able to make decisions, whether that is, you know, building a website or um, putting themselves out there or whatever is it that they want to do um, because of fear, because of too many choices, um, especially in coaching where, uh, as you say, you know, the wild, wild west and, you know, the explosion of it. Um, sometimes there's so much out there. You just don't, you do nothing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. And I see this with my own personal clients most often in relationships where someone's in a relationship. Yeah. It's okay, but there are red flags. It's not exactly what someone wants. And there's this fear on the other side of if I end this relationship, I will never find another partner, be right. able to date again, move right. on with my life. Um, and as a coach, one of the things that I noticed that kind of indicates that analysis paralysis is that instead of dealing with and facing the construct of reality that's right in front of the person my clients have swung to really far extremes like i had a client once who wants to break up with her boyfriend and she announced to me that she was going to move across the country and i said oh that's really interesting is that because you don't want to break up with that dude <laughs> Mm, right. <laughs> she said yes and i was yeah. like okay let's talk about it so yeah. when we're in these spaces what can we do um what would what would when we're working with clients john how would you help someone to overcome the excuses yeah i mean i like what you said where um going back to the the beginning of this podcast uh what's underneath you know, following the thread down. And I think there's a misconception that if you're a coach, um, you're, you're, you're only supposed to work with uh, uh, things on the surface. And that's not true. Um, uh, I think a lot of people are afraid that that they're going to be wearing the wrong hat or a therapist hat if they do explore where things come from. Um, and I think that's okay. I think that's what makes sessions dynamic. Um, it doesn't mean you're giving them therapy. You're not treating them for anything. But, um, but yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things with uh, analysis paralysis is what's happening underneath, where's it coming from? Yeah, absolutely. And then I really like data. Um, so if somebody's in a relationship, they're saying, I'm not you know, sure if I'm happy or not. I often ask my clients to take a paper calendar and write on the calendar a smiley face, a sad face, or a blah face every single day so that they can look back over the course of a month and Ooh. determine for themselves how much time they're spending happy and how much time they're spending unhappy. Oh, I like that. So data makes me nauseous, but I love the simplicity 
of a, a happy face or a sad face and then you count up you count up all the faces at the end of the month and you're like okay this is that i am happy with this person or i am generally not happy with this person exactly and yeah. the key here is that it's one month so setting deadlines for analysis paralysis research and data and thinking and investigating is super important because you can get stuck in that for the rest of your life if you want to one more day yeah. one more day so set a specific deadline to do all of the research thinking data gathering mind mapping brainstorming and then when that time is up what did you learn yeah i i love that process as kind of the intervention or um you know a way into this so you're, mm -hmm. you're not, the, the thing about going deeper is a, a lot of times we, um, it, it's funny because we're talking about overthinking and, um, you know, um, analyzing so much that we, we do nothing, but in a way we could be analyzing about our analyzing. It, this could also be very meta, you know, and so to pull away from that um, going underneath, uh, it, it breaks that pattern. It does. And there's um, a, another intervention that just kind of turns that one upside down. And this one works when there is a physical task to be done, like beginning a workout oh, regimen or, yes. you know, becoming vegan or cleaning out finally the closet where you've stashed stuff for the past six years. Um, and the technique here, the intervention here is to, again, put a time frame in there, but instead of gathering and analyzing, just start. Force yourself mm -hmm. to engage in whatever the activity is for X amount of time, and then you get to stop because you know that there's a deadline. I'm going to do this for X amount of time, and then I can evaluate what happened. This happens a lot with writers. Um, mm. A lot of writers come up with great ideas, whether you're writing a book or a blog, it doesn't matter. And then you just never do it. You know, Th then you're out doing the dishes, you're doing everything you can to not write. And then it just becomes this giant block and, and you never actually end up writing anything. Yes. And from a coaching perspective, the most important point here is sometimes there are aspects of life and aspects of decision making that you or your client can't learn any more about without actually trying, mm -hmm. actually testing, actually doing the damn thing to get the data. Yeah, I think what's really helpful here is also um, to not put the value on the scoreboard. So for example, if you are writing a book, you're not putting the, the value or worth at, on the finished product, you're, you're putting the value on the experience you're gonna have, um, easy and difficult, as you write the book, right? So it's not about um, holding it with two hands at the end. I mean, that's amazing, um, but it's about actually finishing, you know, sentence after sentence, how you feel about that. Um, it's, you know, it's just the, like the whole metaphor of the uh, life is about the journey and not, the, you know, not, not, not at the end, the, the byproduct. Absolutely. I, I was I was going to bring that up. And the metaphor that I have is a little bit different. It's the, the tapestry of mm. your life. Yeah. And that, you know, if, if we don't weave, if we don't paint that the arcs and the characters and the twists and the turns, we just end up with a, a blank cloth. But if we take the time to paint or weave or try or explore, we end up with a really rich tapestry that's full of adventures and missteps and mistakes and wins and joys. And that 
according to positive psychology, the, the depth and variety of experience is what ultimately gives us a life well lived. Life is not a comforter. Life is a quilt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then there's, there's one last intervention that we can use to work ourselves through analysis paralysis. And this one I love, um, and it's a hard sell in a coaching construct because people, clients want answers. Uh, they want clarity. They want to feel solid. And unfortunately, that's not the way life works. Um, so this intervention is to make the choice to leave the decision open-ended. Mm. Expand on that. What do you mean by that? So when you were in the early stages of your relationship, it sounds like you were really kind of black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm either going to be all in with this person or I'm going to be all out with this person. Oh, and if right. I'm all in, then right. my life changes and that means things for me and so on. What if it was an open-ended exploration of getting to know someone while doing life with them and we don't know how the story will end? Yeah. And so, you know, what's interesting is when you ask that question and you line it with you know action um, um, the mindset of open-ended that actually forces you to be present if you are uh, doing what i was doing which is black and white thinking all or nothing that forces you to be in your head yes absolutely absolutely and we can do this for anything you know it's like that closet that needs to be cleaned out we don't know what's in the bottom of it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. we we need to figure it out. And so, you know, what are you going to do with all that stuff? We don't know, but it needs to get cleared out, put in boxes and sorted. I love it. And so, you know, if you're listening to this and you uh, struggle with analysis paralysis, hopefully we, we've shed some light or guided you in some uh, certain way. Uh, but also, if you're interested in helping people with something like this. Um, I think this is this throws such a wide net. This this could actually be a really great niche for coaches. I agree. It's a fantastic niche for coaches. And coming out of the pandemic, holy shit. I mean, we're all facing analysis paralysis. Who mm -hmm. am I? How do I right. emerge in the world? What has changed about me, myself, my life, my job, my friends, my family? You know, what is safe? Who am I? These are the questions that people are collectively asking of ourselves and each other. And so right now um, is one of the best times for coaches to get out there yeah. and wave that flag and say, let's get to work. Yes. So come check us out at journey.co and uh, you can uh, go deeper with us. Uh, you could answer, get on the phone and um, ask any questions and, and we'll uh, help you on your journey. Absolutely. And John runs office hours on Mondays, which is yeah. a great place for these questions. Yeah. Every Monday, um, we can hang out and talk about uh, all your uh, overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wonderful. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Be well. Take good care. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training, and community you need to attain your goals. 
Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's jrni.co slash everything.